welcome back to Music Sounds Better with two. I'm Julie. <laughs> and we're coming to you from a very different location this weekend. We were going to yeah. do an episode and then we decided to go outside in, instead. And then we decided to combi. Combine the two. Yeah. Well, we were, originally we were going to take a week off, but... Um, we were enjoying being out at one of my local parks so much that we thought, well, why don't we just do an episode, a nice chilled out. And also provide some beautiful, um, peaceful background noise. Yeah, the, well, what we're aiming for is ambience. Mm. What you might actually get is an extreme clowns. need to urinate aye that's true and clowns pop in and out every now and then just enjoying the sun with a wee bottle of butt fast well I'm hoping that's not the case the recording will of course be terminated if um, <laughs> we're joined by anybody but <laughs> this is usually a reliable spot for me to come and yeah. contemplate um, nature and um, impending doom <laughs> of the earth uh, no it's a nice spot Down with, we're looking at a lot of rocks right now a lot of trees a lot of water Aye, of a, lot of, a lot of soap scum pollution yeah Natalie okay. was asking me what the foam was in the water Aye, a lot of brown foam cutting about mm. look, look at the wee islands of brown foam that's not right no it's not it's like wee meringues are pure brown foam <laughs> <laughs> Usually, usually I do quite well in um, ignoring pollution and oh Natalie just likes to torture me by pointing <laughs> out how even the beautiful most... Beautiful spot, beautiful spot here we've got. Darling little spot. Darling little spot. Which um, Natalie uh, once called a place that she went to in our teenage, yeah, our teenage diaries. Aren't you taking leave and go park when yeah, you visit? Because it is such a darling little spot. Uh, so we hope you enjoy the episodes guys and this encourages you to to spend as much time in the outdoors as possible mm-hmm. uh, stay tuned so i think it's quite fitting that we started doing the podcast well it was in january so this is the last episode of series two yeah. It was in January that we started and I think at that point were we um deep into lockdown two point Aye, it was kinda technically three point Because hmm. we had had this sort of there was a lot of loosening and then tightening of of uh rules. Restrictions. And then yeah. after Christmas time it was into full lockdown again. Yeah. Um and this is pretty much Oh, I'm frightened to say it, but we know that in England, if our English listeners are listening, tomorrow's Freedom Day for you guys. That's it, Covid doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it certainly doesn't mean that. It may not even mean freedom. No. But... But limited restrictions now. I think it's the first time that restrictions have been lifted without um, immediate we can't do anything but yeah Mm. things seem to be moving in the right direction so it's quite fitting that we started off on zoom calls not being able to see each other in real life I know and here we are we're kind of things are looking a bit more hopeful yeah 
we're in the great outdoors together. Um, and how are you? How are you finding transitioning out of um, the past kind of year and a bit of hell, Natalie? Um, Talk about your experience. I feel that I at first, like I was talking to Julia about this last night. Actually, I kind of compartmentalise things a lot, which is quite unhealthy. <laughs> But I just thought, I went, right, there's a massive pandemic, I might die, right, cool. And then I just kind of got on way, like, because I was still working with the public and all that. This was, like, before we'd even put screens up and stuff. So, like, I used to work in, like, a petrol station shop, so, like, we were just serving folk, like, that's normal without yeah. any, we didn't have any, like, um, masks or gloves or anything like that. Every now and again, PPE. you would say to me, I think I've had COVID because I can't aye, smell anymore. Aye. And I've just not known it. I've been aye. one of the folk that's had it, but not... Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd very, I think I'd very mild symptoms. It was way, way, way back at the beginning. At the beginning. Because every now and again, aye. I'll be like, oh, what do you think of this candle? And she'll be like, it. I've no idea. Nah, I can't smell it. So um, I kind of compartmentalised it quite quickly. And then I, I was into my student teaching year all, that, all through it all. So it's been really mm. like... You've been quite an active member of society um, throughout, haven't you? Aye, but it's been very, like, emotional upheaval because, like, there's a lot of time in school where it was like, oh, you might not be able to go in for your second placement or you'll need to... Like, I was teaching with a mask on full time and it's no ideal and, like, you can't really see... It it made it it really difficult and um, I wouldn't wish it to happen ever again. But uh, I got through it. Oh, you did really well. I, I got through it, but if I had to... Again, I'd struggle. <laughs> Fully qualified um, teacher, ladies and gentlemen. Aye. Are you going to be having a graduation ceremony? Yeah, we had a, we had a Zoom. Well, because it's only a PGDE, so the thing is, uh, they don't the, bother the, with you. Nah, they don't Second care. Class like, you one because folk yeah. that have done are the full the, degree in it. The full, full four degree years. education. Yeah. So they used to got a get, but they wouldn't have it would be mm. a Zoom graduation. And we got a Zoom closing ceremony, but I never attended it. I didn't even want to attend my undergrad well, That's the thing. Like, I kind of feel like one day you just messaged me and you were like, so here's the school I'm going to be teaching at in September. It was quite quite anticlimactic for such Aye. a big achievement. And especially, like, achieving a PGDE during COVID. Yeah. It's like, I feel like I haven't celebrated you enough, really. They're like, I just go out and work in a school now, Hen. That's, that's it. That's you. That's you. On your way. That's pretty much what it's like, but I quite like that. I don't really celebrate. No, you don't want a load of um, nah. pomp and grandeur nah. around your amazing achievement. But um, yeah, so this idea that I found quite difficult. Was you kinda... just want to get through every day without <laughs> t- taking the life of someone's beloved child. That's it, aye. Uh, so I had quite a lot of challenges to get through and I kind of compartmentalised quite a lot of my life. And I kind of hope I don't need to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because that's not very healthy. So hoping for a kind of easier, more sociable, free year next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel a lot more relaxed now. On a less relaxed note, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't having the greatest day in the world just to defer my mental health. I go through peaks and troughs. My experience has been, um, well, last September uh, I left my old job, I was unemployed for a couple of months and got a new job in November which is working from home. So, and uh, I don't live with 
anybody else. So I've kind of been felt very much imprisoned in my one bedroom flat, um, mm. plowing away. And yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's it's not been unbearable. Well, for the most part, hard. and I've been really like grateful that I've had the job. Um, but I like being around other people on a daily basis. Okay. I, I don't like not being able to speak to people and interact with them and have the kind of sensory. I think what I've been thinking about recently is that it's a sensory experience um, as much as a social experience, oh, being around other people mm. on a daily basis. And I've, I'd come to realise this when I've tried to go into town into the centre of Glasgow a couple of times really bad yesterday I've not done very well Natalie have I I don't think it's hard but like the thing (laughs) is like I just kind of again because I compartmentalise everything I'm like right super busy up here because it was a super hot day yesterday and like everybody and their granny was out and about well I'd gone out to meet Natalie and her friend Lucy shout out to Lucy who has been helping me on my journey to go fully vegan she works for an amazing company, not sponsored. Um, <laughs> not sponsored called, yet, not sponsored yet. No, the Vegan Kind Supermarket will be tagging you in the socials for this We're episode. We're actually full of Vegan Kind right now. We adore you. We're absolutely chock full. So Aye. for brunch this morning, we had... Uh, the bread wasn't. The bread was um, another brand. But um, we had... Yeah, we had Vegan Halloumi. We had mm. Witches from the Vegan Kind Supermarket. We had... Mm some avocado um we had sriracha and a leaf salad yeah it was really good and then we had some donuts for afterwards and lots of coffee and then Mm -hmm. decided a walk in the park was in order um but yeah last night i was meeting up with natalie and lucy and natalie you you and lucy had been in town for a little bit longer than i had and (laughs) then You'd, you'd had some drinks well, yeah, when so, I arrived, by the time I arrived. So long story short, <laughs> um, I thought, hmm, because I live in, like near Ballack Guys, right, which is like the Glasgow people's play place when it gets hot. So mm. I thought to avoid the loads of folk coming home on the train, mm-hmm. going back towards Glasgow, what I'll do is I'll leave in the afternoon because there shouldn't be that many people about it by then. Anyway... Scott Rail, as usual, only put on a three carriage <laughs> instead of a six carriage. Yep. And by the time I got to Balak... It's almost like they want us to be <laughs> locked down again. Yeah. By the time I got back to Balak, thankfully it was all families that were leaving at this point, right? But we were all... Mm. Every, every seat was taken, right? And there was folk standing and all that. It was a really busy train. Thankfully, like, all the kind of folk with their dragon soups and their buck fast and all that had, <laughs> had departed at Balak, so they were getting ready. Do you know what I mean? So I was glad that I left at the time I did, but it still meant it was a pretty uncomfortable train journey. But at least it was near, like... Buckfast lads, I mean, it was just no. families. Um, so then I got off at Glasgow and Lucy was already up because uh, shout out to Pokemon Go, which Lucy still plays. Mm. She's going to be the last person on earth playing that game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she'd been up there uh, catching some Pokemon, some shinies. And uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, are you around? I just, just on the off chance because I went up early. I was like, oh, Lucy, are you around? So uh, we just randomly decided to try and get a drink somewhere. So we thought, right, They've kind of tried to pedestrianise quite a lot of it now and they've put all the tables outside like we're some sort of European city, which I'm pure enjoying. 
Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's quite nice. Aye, it's nice. So, but I thought we're probably not going to get a seat there because there's every day. Every day. Mm-hmm. So we thought we'll try going to an indoor place because hardly anybody will mm-hmm. like, sit inside on a nice day. So we went up to this the kind of co- there's like a cocktail bar in Princess Square, which randomly often changes its name between like October and November. And that's and, where like, the confusion, the yeah, Aye. the confusion often arises there when you yeah. arrange to meet someone and you say, "Oh, I, I'll get you in, in October." Um, which already is confusing <laughs> given that it's a month of the year six months um, I, so, uh, and you're like October or do you mean like um, the horse's bit or <laughs> do you mean um, I don't know I don't even know why I thought of the horse's bit because that's a kind of wee old man pub that's not really a cosmopolitan type uh, of well, venue well I know but, but I can, I just why time I get drinks for fuck I can go in there so it's up the top floor of Princess Square and we went in and uh, we're like, right, I'll get a cup of drink. I was like, do you know what? I want to try. I, I've I've really been solely drinking either beers or G and Ts, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'll try a new gin. Actually, I've not tried uh, Roku. I wanted to try the Japanese gin, right? Uh, it was really nice, by the way. But, Roku uh, is that not like a server for <laughs> like a streaming service? Is it Roku? I don't even know. I don't know. <laughs> I see it sometimes come up on the television oh under my now. TV oh. app that I don't have anymore. That's amazing. Ro- this is powered by Roku. Roku. There you go. That's what I get. Aye. Well, anyway. Say so yeah. Um, not affiliated, I don't believe. No. But um, I thought, oh, here, I'll try that. So, but it was doubles, right? Yeah. They gave you. It was, du- it was doubles. Were you giving doubles against your will? Well, that was all they did, aye. It was like in the, in the, it was in the cocktail place. It's just doubles on gins. Oh. It was doubles on gins or you so, get cocktails. So Lucy got cocktails. So Lucy got like a peach thing one time and then she got a something else the first time. Like your more traditional cocktails. why when I tried to get off. So I got into town a bit, little bit later. Mm-hmm. Went to go and find Natalie and she'd messaged me to say, we're in October. Um, and then, yeah, so town was absolutely, to use a Scottish term, hoaching. <laughs> Coaching with people. There was some very loud buskers. Um, we and had Christina I, Perry's Jar of Hearts. Which I love still. So um, yeah, Natalie loves that because it has a confusing Catch a lyric. Cold from the mm. ice inside your soul. Natalie's boyfriend thinks that those lyrics no. are ridiculous. She's and, like the cold's a virus. She can't catch it for being cold. Yeah. I'm like, right, listen. Yeah. Which is true, he is factually correct. That is true, but we were. But anyway, so we've had Christina Perry's Jar of Hearts, um, which is a kind of standard, you know, live mm. lounge acoustic type of buskery song. But it was, it's, I find it quite a tense song and, and it was already very tense from being around a lot of um, uh, drunk people who, mm. who couldn't kind of coordinate themselves very well. And uh, yeah, my senses were in... I was in sensory overload, you know, going from seeing nobody to suddenly being in a huge crowd of very drunk, unpredictable people. So my heart rate's going up and up and up. And Christina Perry, um, busker lady, wasn't helping things along. And then a gentleman stepped up to the plate. (laughs) um, And so this is in between me sending terrified... um, messages to Natalie and trying to get her on the phone and she's like yeah I can't hear you anyway we're in, we're in October and we're discussing Love Island come and join us and I don't know this and I'm like Natalie 
I'm standing outside Vodafone having a panic attack. And she's like, I can't hear a word. Anyway, I'll see you later. I'll see you soon. Just walk round to Princess Square. I literally heard nothing you've said. Yeah. So she she didn't hear, obviously, any of this. But in my brain, it's a curious thing when you have a panic attack. I couldn't even think where Princess Square was. And it was actually only a few kilometres down from where I was standing. But I was I was absolutely frozen to the spot in terror. Like I was like going into this kind of hyper awareness state mm. where I was trying to like figure out who was gonna murder me within the next ten to fifteen seconds. So this other busker gentleman steps up to the plate and started either singing or playing on an instrument again I can't quite remember because of the state I was in. Um the theme from the Pink Panther. Yeah. Well, of course, he was doing it very nicely, whether yeah. it was um, vocally or with an instrument. But of course, um, another very drunk group of boys uh, decided that the Pink Panther was the song they'd been waiting on their entire lives and started doing that very kind of, um, you know, legs and arms akimbo kind of walk. No, uh, that's it, like, like they were in Hamden at a Bruce uh, Springsteen gig. Throwback uh, to last week's uh, episode. I was like, no. Nah. So I think that that's what jolted me out of my paralysis, and eventually, <coughs> bless you. Sorry, guys. Allergy um, season. Yeah, allergy that. season. Um, the struggles real there. Um, but uh, yeah, the Pink Panther jolted me out of my paralysis, and I was able to walk it. a few kilometres down no. and um, check out a fun fact with and the Pink find Panther. Natalie. What? When I was in uh, Western Bartonshire Council Youth Orchestra, mm-hmm. we played Pink Panther one year. Yeah, I mean, it's a great like uh, instrumental track to play. Well, it depends um, on what you're playing. So, like, all the other instruments, apart from the string basses, had, like, a really interesting, like, little parts to play, right? Mm-hmm. And I just got... Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. What, you were humming it or you were playing mm-hmm, that? Mm-hmm. On cello for, um, for for about 57 bars. And the whole string basses were just But you pure, were holding it all together. We were just pure lost. We were looking at each other like, guys, what bar are you on? What bar are you on? Because it was the same 12 notes repeats. We just played them all the time. Like, we're near the end. Violinists, what are we doing? Where are we? Where are we right now? Well, <laughs> no, I think that is always a pain Like when you are in some kind of orchestra I think I, enjoy, I could only ever really play a bass instrument Yeah, I, I'd never know where I am for Your any laying given the foundations for everyone else It's a else shaky to... foundation, it's a sugarly foundation Yeah, and everybody's just vamping around you And freestyling And Aye. getting all the exciting parts And not for you No, I don't need the exciting parts No I'm exciting enough You are exciting <laughs> enough uh, so yeah, we very excitedly met up and we went mm-hmm. for a nice dinner. It was a lovely meal. It was. And then had quite the situation. <laughs> getting back. Went, the meal was like so nice, and then everything took like a downturn again. Yeah, the dinner and drinks that we had in the restaurant were the best part of all of yesterday yeah. for me, um, but. Yeah, getting home. We kind of got abandoned in the next town over from me. Wait, no, 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 no. You've skipped loads of this. So what yeah, happened was, right, we got, wait, I don't know if I have it in me to relive it. If, you, if you're able to recount <laughs> it, then by well, all means. Right, we got on the train, right? No. Yeah. 
this was mistake number one where Julie starts telling me a story about a time. Oh yeah. When Scott like this dramatic Scott Rail incident that happened where like on a New Year's Eve where Julie had been working late. She yeah. got the, she got the train and there was a From fo- Annie's Land. From Annie's Land. So that's like the west end of Glasgow Aye. back to Lanarkshire, so it's quite a long journey. Aye. There was like a fault there was a fault in the train basically, right? So the train stopped, it wasn't working right. There was there was stranded there for ages, right? And eventually, there was no other way they could kind of get the train going again. They had to do a rescue mission. Aye. And these um, Scotrail special ops people yeah. came out and, like, rescued them for the train. We had to walk um, up the tracks. Aye. Back to mm-hmm. the last station. Aye. Very dramatic. So she was telling me all this, and she was like, you know, my opinion of Scotrail really changed that day. And they looked after us. Aye. And then I was like, mm, I don't really... While she was telling us this story... The train that we were on currently mm. in the present time kind of stopped moving. Kind of get kept going dead slow, and like stuff was like pure happening. And I was like, people mm, were trying to get into the toilet. It never worked, and we were like, eh, this is this is going downhill quite quickly. And lo and behold, the train driver comes on, and he's like, "Look, we're really sorry, but there's that oh, announcement that they do when you can only ever hear sig- like every uh, third word. <laughs> um, there's a signalling." Problems. Yeah. Right. Natalie take, doesn't buy that. Take from that what you will. Um and he was like, We're gonna this is the last stop the new until Motherwell. So we thought, right. Easier to get to Julie's for Motherwell, which it is. It is, if it there's is, right. um taxis in the yeah. rank. Because we thought, see if we got off at this stop here. The next the next train the next train I'm adamant the next train that was coming never came. We were doing a lot of got, um, damage control at that aye. point and the, the we next, made a aye. decision that the best thing no. to do was, yeah, to go direct to Motherwell and then... Just figure it out for there. And then if the worst comes to it, you can... What? Natalie will fight me that fight me on this, but you can theoretically walk from no, I think Motherwell I, to I Hamilton. I think you could have walked, but, mate, you had gladiator sandals on your feet. Yeah, I did. To, to hell. They would have been, that's right. So I was like, no. On a normal... On a normal but it came, very nearly came aye. to that. No, I did, I. You were sacrificing your feet. Yeah. But uh, I should go off at Motherwell and we're like, right, whatever. So there's hundreds of folk now stranded outside the station. No taxis in the taxi rank. No. No taxis to be seen. All the taxis that passes in the street get their lights off. Mm-hmm. Phone a taxi. Loads of people in the queue are trying to phone a taxi by me and they can't get through. It's just ringing out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julie manages to phone an I or- got through straight Aye. away and, and booked one Aye. who did the classic quick as I can for you. <laughs> If we have any listeners that work for taxi Sorry, firms... why do you do that? Why do you lie? Can you explain to me what the quick as you can thing actually means? Because what it meant in our scenario was after 35 minutes of quick as I can, um, I've decided to phone back and very politely check on the, the status to which I was told by that operator, we've got nothing in your area. Get that in your area, hen. Why have you allowed me to book one then? So I'd like I got off the phone and I was like, "Come on, we're walking." We started Aye. to walk. We met another nice wee lady at this we point. Did. We kind of went as like a trio, power of three and all yeah. that, right? And um, we saw people waiting. We walked up a bit. We saw folk waiting at a bus stop. And they were like, Look, "Listen, I think the last bus is due." So I was like, "All right, well, we could just get the bus in." So we went to the bus stop and then randomly, this like pure rogue taxi driver. Yep. I pulls up randomly and he's like, oh, are any of you called like, blah, blah, blah? I couldn't hear what he was saying because he's quite far away. 
and um, he was like, because I've got a, like, a booking for that person, and like everybody that was at the bus stop was like, no, no, it's not us, not us. And then, but it uh, could be. I, well, I, so Julie was like, uh, can you take us in? And he was like, basically, <laughs> I was like, desperate I was, I was by this point. Basically, he was like, I hold on a minute, let me check. And then he was just like, kind of doing stuff on his wee iPad app thing, whatever. And then uh, he did, he took, he took all three, he took us two and the random lady. And Seeing the cold light of day actually is pretty amazing how that happened. So because random. we decided we were walking home. Aye. Um, the, the woman that we'd been speaking to earlier in the evening, who'd like, Saved this young asylum seeker That's boy's right. um, adorable. Well, not his Aye, life gave, per se. Well, yeah, no, it's but, quite but, dramatic. But she, but she gave him. She gave him her phone to use so that he could get somebody to come pick him up. And yeah, he was living. He didn't in even a, know where he was. He was. Living in a children's home, which I didn't know even existed in Hamilton. But, right. but anyway, we'd been speaking to that very nice uh, lady earlier Aye, in I, the I, evening. We didn't get her name, so she's listening. Yeah, you're amazing. Thank and, you. And we love you. Because but... she pure covered her taxi fee as well. Oh, that it was insane. Like the whole thing was oh. so crazy and. Um, yeah, she came with us in, in the taxi with the rogue driver, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, she but she'd been the one that had kind of flagged us when she saw us walking Aye. from Motherwell to Hamilton. She was standing at the bus stop, and, and then yeah, we, we got rescued. Aye, we're very grateful. And I know. So if you're listening, sorry we didn't get your name, but legend of the craft. Yeah, legend of the craft. Uh, so Aye. So that was Saturday. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Julie and Natalie's story time hi pretty mental and here we are nice sunday afternoon mm-hmm. walk what what happened to us today we ended up um inadvertently on the set of pride and prejudice didn't we <laughs> yeah we did mr darcy <laughs> um i do you know the young gentleman elizabeth not no, very well not really. Yes, I, just, I, I could spend a whole day just watching the the Kira Knightley version of Prime Pages, which I know it's content is contentious because I do it's love. It's not to, contentious. It's a wonderful film. I know it is a brilliant film. Matthew McFadden. They're brilliant. Just they're brilliant together. They are right. Brilliant. What a dream. Brilliant Elizabeth. Brilliant Mr. Darcy. Right. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Brilliant all round. Um, but I just love uh, Keira Knightley's delivery of like every line. It's yeah. just so breathless and like gives nothing away. Like she literally nothing. answers no questions. Yeah, it's amazing. Um. So yeah, we went to Chatelot-O, um, which we've been to a good That's few times. where we're at now. But because obviously there were still restrictions in place the past couple of times we've been, the whole thing hasn't been open. Yeah, the cafe and the mm, shop yeah. and the little kind of exhibition-y thing. Mm. Um, they were all open today. Isn't, they were all open. And, well, there was even more open than I think there ever has been. Yeah, because I think I'm that was a wee sure. accident. <laughs> What, what our theory is something left I don't open so we went and we looked at some of the taxidermied animals and birds Aye. which was marginally traumatic for me but <laughs> um, once we'd done that we noticed that there was another door open so we Aye, just kept we just, just kept walking through them Aye. we just kept walking through all the Aye. doors until we found ourselves mm. within the house itself Aye. which I don't think has ever been open to the public Aye. now whether they're doing it to kind of drive um, the wedding Wind industry yeah, um, I think so to, um, for people to see how beautiful it is. We can confirm it's pretty nice. It's lovely it's and, and there's some very confusing Renaissance paintings of, um, of men with their hands, hands inside, inside their jackets and, and playing chess and having weird hands. Yeah, yeah, a lot of really weird hands. Aye. I mean, hands are difficult to draw and paint, but <laughs> even so. It was strange, man. Um, Horses looking pure terrified. Yeah, there's, oh, there's <laughs> never been a horse that hasn't looked either on the verge of being castrated or at the very <laughs> least 
um, constipated. Ah, there's something not right in there. In Renaissance paintings, so no. um, so yeah, we we discovered, we explored all of the rooms, mm-hmm. and it was majestic. It was beautiful. We did a fake. We, we recreated the ballroom. We did a dance. We did a wee ballroom dance. Uh, you know the dances where you can only hold eye contact and a conversation for like two seconds yeah two and a half seconds then you're whipped by somebody else and then you just continue the conversation and you get well, back well you to would them. combust if you if you held eye contact for longer Aye. than that back then because with just pure sexual desire that you mm, didn't know what to do with yeah repressed <laughs> desire that you had absolutely no idea how to navigate whatsoever no, no. Um, I'm saying that like, that doesn't happen now I know what just changed eh <laughs> um, but yeah we did that whole thing where the intense um, two and a half second long Aye. eye contact and, and the, the line that Kiera Knightley delivers. Okay. Um, now we will remain silent. <laughs> Except me and Nat- Natalie never remain silent. No, we just, um, just record <laughs> podcasts <laughs> by Russian water. <laughs> that was the one we recreated. <laughs> You've got much better memory than than me. If people want to recreate it at home, it's that scene. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So it's it's been quite the weekend in many ways. Mm -hmm. And we've been plotting and scheming for what to bring you for Series 3. Yeah. It's going to be great. I'm very excited about it. I met up with uh, my friend Sarah, a.k.a. Sarim Grayage. From an earlier episode? From an earlier episode. From the... All I ever wanted. That no, one? it wasn't that one. It was the Steps one. Oh, so it was, because so we it was likened, before that. we likened Philip that. Schofield so we did. to John Travolta trying to pronounce yes. um, Adina Menzel at the link. Oscars. And mm-hmm. she found that quite funny, so we gave her her own butchered Aye. John Travolta mm-hmm. pronunciation name, uh, right. So I met up her with her, met up with her the other day. We climbed a hill at sunset. That was wonderful, and she told me, yeah, how much she's enjoying the podcast, which is freaking awesome, adorable, dude. Honestly, she's, she's amazing. Aye. see anybody that even actively listens to one episode of this, like <laughs> that makes it through. Aye, God bless you. That's yeah, all I can say. very appreciative. Yeah. And, but she started giving me suggestions. I said, well, you know, you tell me what you what you would like to hear as a listener. And, That's right. And I think she wants us to go down. The documentary route, which we've done. I a liked. Bit I liked the documentaries. We did the. We did the. Um, we've done a few. We did the Lou Pearlman. We did the Steps one. We've done the Britney we one. We did the Britney one. Mm-hmm. Um, aye, the beginning. Uh, aye, we did. We, we think. Did we do another one? Did we make up? We're, we're contemplating doing more, and then we just kind of didn't do them. Well, yeah, Sarah's been giving us some ideas. Mm. So, uh, series three may be quite documentary heavy. I found quite a good one on, uh, not fully on rave culture, but there was some amusing. I'd like to go back to the dance one. We, lo- we, you know, we loved that doing that episode. Uh, that was series one, wasn't it? Aye. We loved that one, and we would, yeah, we'd really like to revisit that movement. I'd love to get that wee guy that wrote the young team on. He'd be brilliant. Yeah, I could slide oh, into his yeah. DMs. That's a book recommendation, Natalie. You can, you can give everybody yeah. a fire away. So I've totally forgot the name of the guy, which is unhelpful, the, the name of the author. Hmm. But um, the book is called The Young Team, 
mm-hmm. and um, it's about the author's own experience and um, kind of Glasgow gang culture. Um, he's from Airdrie actually, so he's a, he's a Northland guy. Mm. Um, he he had first-hand experience of being in a in a gang, which I spoke about briefly on the dance episode. With he was fully in those Bergos jackets. Um, <laughs> With the bottles of Motorola Razor. Listen to music at his Motorola Razor. I'll get over you. Mick, like, full on Mickey Modell. Yeah, that was his yep. teens. And, uh, shout out to you, Mickey. Uh, shout out to Mickey Modell and shout out to the author whose name I forgot. Um, I will. We'll put it in the I show. I will notes. amend that. Aye. Yep. But uh, he's also he's making a documentary with like Tiesto or something. Or some sort of wow. guy, I don't know. Um, about. Uh, hopefully, Mickey Modell's involved as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's about like I like rave and dance music culture. Um, Amazing. So hope it'd be good to get a wee a wee word with him. So I'll just slide into his DM see what his uh, response is. <laughs> Natalie, your book's really good, pal. I yeah. really like it. And do you know what? As She's well? the queen of DM slidage. Absolutely. It might never answer us back, but you know what I mean. It's worth a shot. And I just I think, think the last time you tried to do it was uh, the Scottish Steps tribute band stairs. That's right, and I don't think exist came anymore. Nothing no. came of that. And uh, well, not in Blink One Eight Two Italia as well. I, I hang I DM them to see if they ever wanted to come on and talk talk on a Blink episode, but they're all dead shy, which is fair enough. They gave me a really nice reply back, and I love them. But uh, or 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 are terrified of being with them, like. <laughs> Any kind of proximity to Natalie or I, which is understandable. <laughs> ah, that's fair, actually. Um, so no, we, I... ha- we have we've had some good interactions mm-hmm. with people um, since January, and, and it would be nice to be able to to yeah. get someone on mm-hmm. as a guest. Uh, yeah, we'll keep we'll keep you listeners updated because I don't know. I've got a good feeling about that one, mate. I think he might want to come on, even, yeah, even though you know, even though we're sitting here not being able no, to remember I, I know, his I'm name. I'm so sorry, and I we're recording this on my phone, so we can't even I know, Google it. I know, I'm so sorry, um, but uh, what's the no, name of the book? Even the young team, the young team, the young team. Go. So I'm very, I, I've got a lot of respect. Self-taught writer. Self-taught. I've got a lot of respect for this guy because yeah, basically he decided really late on after he kind of. He'd kind of mucked up his exams. Well, he'd left, he'd left it. He left the experiences aye. in this book. Because this isn't someone writing from no. the outside about Glasgow gang culture. No, this was someone that was very much entrenched yeah. in it. And he'd kind of, obviously, because he wasn't really in school a lot and all that, he kind of like messed up his exams and that and didn't really care about them. Yeah. But then he did train spotting and he thought, I want to, I want to do this. I want to write about kind of my experience and I want to write in the way that kind of Irvin Welsh sort of writes and mm. that sort of Scott but in the, like the Airdrie version do you know yeah I mean? but that, like regionally uh, specific re- regionally yeah, specific yeah, yeah. Scots he was like I want to write like that and uh, his teachers basically were like uh, pal you've got like five years <laughs> no. of school to catch up on like this isn't going to go well but do you know what I mean like, yeah but I've got uh, lived experience I, who else exactly, can say who that because you know what exactly like I think that I'm so glad that teachers now are taking the time to actually support pupils that are like that, that are more similar to this guy because it's like do you know what I mean you've got to kind of get away from this whole if you don't if you can't recite Shakespeare you can't write anything that's worth anything like it's like no Scott's well language, we both of us have degrees in English literature although oh. you've got more time for Shakespeare than I do in fact no, you went I to wouldn't. well you <laughs> went to production of Twelfth Night the other I, night with your friend no I do I enjoy I think that Shakespeare's a good storyteller as in like his stories have lived such a long time because mm. they're very 
they've got longevity to them. They're good stories, but the language that Shakespeare used is very inaccessible. Oh, hi, yeah. Um, the language that Shakespeare uses is not necessarily the language that I think is most successful. If you guys can hear that, there's some people swimming in the water. Um, oh my god, how are they doing that though? I d- we're not sure if that's a person making that noise or if no, they're blowing like, a horn or if they're summoning they the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Hi. How are they uh, doing that? But we're, we're slightly terrified. <laughs> we might need to relocate quite shortly. No, but... fuck him. We're staying here. We're <laughs> here first. I don't care what they've got to say. No, they look all right. Um, oh, we're definitely blowing a horn. Are they? But they might. I think they're swimming towards us. Actually, this ah, might be the last right. words you ever hear. No, it's no. <laughs> it's no. But what but, a way to go. Aye. But basically, all I see is that if you really, really want to do something, because he got th- this book. Yeah, that he's I mean, written, Sha- got reject- Shakespeare. Aye. We don't revere him as one no, of the greats. No, of course not. Really, do we? No, he's a good. The, the stories had legs. That's why. Do you know what I mean? It was about kind of. And especially for the time that he wrote them in, like, you know, I spent, like the one that I went to see Twelfth Night. Or did he write them? Yeah, uh, exactly. That's up for debate and all. the argument, there, there is an argument that it was, in fact, I want to say Francis Bacon. Aye, uh, there's, there's definitely a lot of debate that about That actually wrote and yeah. then just used his name. Aye, uh, there's loads of, there's loads of controversy anyway. around the whole thing. Um, but no, I, I totally respect all types of, like, writing. It doesn't matter what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's, and I especially respect people that um, write in their own dialect because then it's not necessarily mm. accessible to all. Mm-hmm. So you're but kinda, to the people that can access aye, it, it means it matters a lot. to them. It matters yeah. to them because it could be to be seen. Aye, like who? What fifteen-year-old from Airdrie is seeing their lived experience in um, a Midsummer's Night's Dream? Exactly. Not many. I mean, so. metaphorically, you might see elements of the human experience but you're not feeling represented no. by everything you see in literature Mm-mm. and um, yeah it's important to have everything like yeah. literature shouldn't be so closeted off to a group of five white men no exactly I'm glad that especially especially in schools the curriculum is becoming a lot more inclusive towards yeah. um like female writers and also like um, writers that are racially diverse as well. So um, yeah, it's exciting. That's, that's an exciting time. So I well into that, dude, and congrats on finally getting your book published and fighting all your demons as well. Yeah. So um, I definitely. It's crazy. <laughs> so weird. Um, I, I will reach out to you, Mister Name. Who I've forgotten. I'm so sorry, but um, yeah. Yeah, stay tuned for updates on that Mm -hmm. one. So, yeah, quite series three may well be quite documentary heavy. Um, It may or may not include. um, How is this horn? Horns. The trumpets. And the trumpets they go. Yeah. We back Jason Derulo for you there. Jason Derulo. Look out for uh, the best of. Series two, which Aye. I'll be. Uh, I'm so sorry, Jay. I'm so sorry. That's going You're to be an right. editor's nightmare. It's okay. I find editing quite therapeutic. Um, <laughs> the the edits. The, organi- the organizer in me. <laughs> the edits that you did on the Enjoys masked musician, it. honestly. Masked musician, I've done it See, now. You've done it now. The masked, the masked magician. magician. Yeah. Give me life. Yeah. 
So, yeah, uh, you've got those to look forward to. Then we might have a little break. And then we will have, for sure, Series 3 in the can by the end of uh, 2021. So three series in the space of a year. Yeah. That's all right. That's pretty good, though. And we've, we've had so much fun. And uh-huh. our friendship's really grown and uh-huh. developed and become something very beautiful. Yeah. Uh, over the past seven months mm-hmm. and we're very thankful as always to anybody that's come on this journey with us if you've jumped off and jumped back in or yeah if you're a new listener whoa Hello, hello <laughs> yeah um, welcome you've got some catching up to do but um but not really because well, no because you can just jump, jump in, in at any point because none of it makes sense no, anyway none of it's yeah. coherent i don't like coherence i think that's the kind of beauty about doing a different thing every week as well is there, mm. there's potentially something for for everybody and the and the incoherence mm-hmm. so this is jane n on the rock next to the water surrounded off. by um swimmers with horns yeah, there's the horn coming. Can you see a horn though? We'll, we'll, okay. get, we'll keep you updated on the horns, horn. guys. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wish I hadn't said that. Um, and we hope you're transitioning out of lockdown um, safely yeah. and with your physical health and your mental health as intact as they can be. Yeah. And we love you all. Yeah, much love. And we'll see you very soon with Series 3. Yeah. Ciao, ciao. Bye.